0: Okay, so um, carrying on with our, our series on uh, the Apostles' Creed, basically sort of basic doctrines of the Christian life, and we think this week about uh, the line that Jesus, Jesus Christ, His only Son, uh, was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. So conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary. Um, back when I was at university, there were two or three different Christian societies on campus, and. Um, the chaplains decided that it would be I'm right under event um, the chaplains decided it would be good to sort of merge them together it was going to be this interfaith event where we had um, you know someone from the, um, a Muslim a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Christian start to merge them all together all um, uh, a Christian society so there 'd only be one Christian representative uh, and uh, it'd be fair to say the different Christian groups on campus held some pretty widely different beliefs. so we all sat down in the chapel and the chaplain said well. What what can we agree on? Um, let's let's work out what we can agree on. And um, he started by saying, "Well, all, all you know the, the Methodists, the Anglicans, the, the sort of UCF Christian Union, the various other ones, Catholic Society. We all agree God exists, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all agree with that. So good, good start. We all believe in the Trinity. And then one or two of them were a bit like, yeah. Um, and then we got okay, so we, we all believe Jesus was born of a virgin. Um, t- two of the societies, no way no idea. at which point we said we're out we're not going on stage saying we believe the same things if you're not even prepared to affirm the virgin birth and it descended into total chaos we went to be the evangelicals the kind of Christian union UCFCU who do you think you are saying we have to believe in the virgin birth and all this sort of stuff I mean what do you make of that how central is the idea of the virgin birth to Christianity does it really matter it's one of those doctrines you can hear about, but I suspect don't think about that often. Well, I don't anyway. Uh, what are we saying? What are we saying when we talk about the, the virgin birth? We'll come back to this further down, but very simply, we're saying that Mary was genuinely Jesus' mother. Is it Mary, as much Jesus' mother as your own mum is your mother. Okay, There's no difference in Mary to Jesus and my mum to me. She's not just a, there's various heresies in the early church that talked talked about her being almost just like a a pipe through which um, God the Son passes on his way to earth. As if he's not made of, no, he's genuinely made of Mary in the same way you're made of your mum. But Joseph is not Jesus' natural father. Instead, the Holy Spirit miraculously conceives, um, or Mary conceives technically through the power of the Holy Spirit, so if you're going to be really precise and, and, and lots of people when they kind of talk about the, the virgin birth or write about it say really what we're talking about is the virgin conception rather than a virgin birth. But everyone talks about virgin birth so I'm just going to say virgin birth. But it's the conception that's the miracle. Um, and it, it is true that, that various groups have denied it and um, uh, it's one of those sort of doctrines that's been put under scrutiny and, and particularly in the modern church various people say oh it isn't really mad, let's put it to one side as not um, And, and Think, thinking about that i think I, I found this sort of quote by this guy jd mason helpful um even if the belief in the virgin birth is not necessary to every christian it is certainly necessary to christianity in other words and he was a very conservative theologian but he's saying look it, of course you could be a christian and not believe in the virgin birth to be honest you can be a christian and not believe in loads of stuff you ought to believe in okay so you, you don't have to deny someone who doesn't believe in the virgin birth is a christian perfectly possible they're a Christian. We're all messed up in our thinking in all sorts of areas. But it is essential to Christianity. In other words, they're wrong. Um, and if you held that position consistently, you'd make a mess uh, of the Gospel. So let's dive in. look a bit more carefully. Let's, let's look at the Bible first of all. Matthew 1. Where do we get this idea of the virgin conception or the virgin birth? Matthew 1 and verse 18. There are really only two passages that talk about Jesus being Um, that was Jesus' conception the virgin birth Matthew and Luke you might remember Mark's gospel begins with Jesus already an adult so there's nothing about the birth at all there's no Christmas stories no shepherds and angels and John is just very different you know the word became flesh and then in the rest of the New Testament there's all just very rarely mentioned in fact it's pretty much not mentioned at all there's the odd hint so you get stuff like um, in the gospels you get people sort of casting aspersion on Jesus' birth you know, he he's, he gets called a, it's a mesmer, a kind of like, you know, you're one of these. Um, it's a sort of sneer. You look a bit illegitimate. You know, there's something there's something funny went on with your birth, basically. But it's just hints. Well, the two passages that are explicit are the the Matthew and Luke birth narrative. So Matthew one eighteen. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, in other words, before they slept together, before they were bound together in marriage properly. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this place to took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Here's a quote from Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall name his, call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she'd given birth to the son. Um, knew her not. Again, didn't sleep with her. Doesn't mean he doesn't know her. Obviously he knows who she is. So biblical language like Adam knew Eve and then they had a son. So Barber language for um, sleeping together. So what do we see? Well, we see in verse 18, um, Joseph and Mary are betrothed, so they're engaged. And it's a much more legal process in those days. Once you're, that's why they have to divorce afterwards. So once you're, you're, once you're sort of stage one engaged, you are bound contractually to go on to stage two and marry. But you're not yet married, so you're not living together, you're not yet sleeping together. And she's pregnant She's found to be with child. And Joseph is um, uh, kind, but realises this is going to have to result in divorce. She's clearly had a a, a child with someone else, not her, not him. He knows he's not the father. In verse 19. Hence the angel pops up and confirms what Matthew's told us in verse 18. Verse 20. The child is conceived in her from the Holy Spirit. And all this as prophesied in Isaiah, one day the virgin, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and he'll be called God with us. By the way, someone out there has got my notes. I don't know where they are, I've lost my notes. So I'm using your handout. If you've got a much fuller handout with more details on it, do let me know, it'd be really helpful. Um, you're doing well, you're doing well. <laughs> you've got it, haven't you? you just, <laughs> just, just look good when it comes to the answers. Um, um, so, Matthew's Gospel, pretty clear. Joseph isn't the Father, rather the Holy Spirit has um, come upon Mary and Jesus conceived. Um, we will look a little bit more detail about kind of what this means, how it works, the rest of it in a moment. But just round tables, have a look at the, um, the second passage, Luke 1. And have a work through those questions. Luke 1, 26 to 38. Do you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll read it because it gets really confusing when six tables will try and read the same passage at the same time. I'll read it and then... There's some questions for you to look at around the tables. So Luke 1, another classic Christmas reading. Verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph uh, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Some translations, well, yeah, come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Uh, behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. It's going to be John the Baptist. And this is the sixth month with her who was called Baron, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am your servant, uh, the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So there you go. Second account of Jesus' conception. Round tables. Introduce yourselves if you haven't met yet, but um, have a go at those questions. Okay, let's come back together. You're going to be back round tables again in a moment. Um, so you can see Luke, Luke is, as much as Matthew is emphasising uh, the virginity of Mary, a virgin to to a man named Joseph. Mary says, how is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. So again, the point is being it's hammered home. It's not sort of incidental to the passage. Um, and the angel Gabriel explains that the, the Holy Spirit will overshadow. There's, there's echoes there of Genesis uh, and the Holy Spirit just hovering over, the, over creation. This is going to be a new start. It's going to be a, a, a bigger event. As creation was right back at the beginning, okay, it's going to be um, that kind of new creation, new start, miracle, and that's because Jesus is going to be a whole new man. He's, he's really a man, but he's going to be a new man, and the the break with Adam is significant. Um, on the fourth question, what's the significance of the vir- or what's the result of the virgin birth according to the angel? There's lots we might say, but there's lots you might say about the incarnation God coming to earth but very specifically in verse 35 the Holy Spirit will come upon you the power of the Most High will overshadow you Most High is God therefore the child to be born will be called Holy the Son of God so it is, it is um, because Jesus is born or conceived by the Holy Spirit that he's going to be holy in other words he's not going to inherit the, the sin that all the rest of us do just naturally uh, from our, uh, our our lineage tracing back to Adam. There's break with Adam. So every child of Adam born, is born after the fall. We're all born sinful. Okay? It's not that we all start perfect and then corrupt ourselves. It's not like we're all born in Eden and choose individually to go and take the fruit or something. No, we're naturally born with hearts that, that sway away from God. So old illustration of those you know, um, bowling balls, not 10-pin bowling, but old people bowling. Uh, you, know, you see it out on the, on the green. And they, they don't roll in a straight line, do they? You, know, you roll them and they just bend. Um, it roll. In. it's like our hearts, they just don't go in a straight line there's no human being since Adam man or woman, child who's gone straight after God because straight away we're, we're corrupt not Jesus, That the link is, is broken the, there's a you know, those sort of family trees people draw, there's a, there's a break and this gets us on to the message of the virgin birth I want to think about this a little bit more the virgin birth is not the way Jesus becomes man and God as if it was kind of, well, I need... If I'm going to be the God-man, I need a divine father and a human mother. Um, it's, it, it's, not, it's not the kind of um, Jesus is... Otherwise, you end up with Jesus a bit, bit like a sort of hybrid. Maybe if you cross a zebra and a horse, you get a zorse. Um, if you cross a lion and a tiger, you get a liger. It's kind of neither one thing nor the other, because one parent is one thing and one is the other. That, that's not how we're meant to be thinking about the virgin birth. It's not that Jesus is 50% man from Mary and then 50% God from the Holy Spirit. Rather, this is how Jesus miraculously becomes fully human. So the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit here is, is not to add in the God bit, if I can put it really crudely, but rather to create mysteriously what is lacking from the fact that, may, may, that Jesus doesn't have a human father. Okay. Now, in addition to that, the Son of God, we thought about this last week. The so- oh, Olive's got a question. Um, in addition, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, comes down and, and is united to that human nature. Okay? But it's not that the Holy Spirit makes the God bit. Okay? The Holy Spirit's miracle in the virgin conception is overcoming the fact that there is no human dad involved and overcoming Mary's um, sinful nature. So the virgin birth is all, it is about how Jesus becomes really human, fully human. I'll put the, the Hebrews verse on your sheet, we might return to that later, I think. He had to be made like his brothers in every respect. So in every way you are human, Jesus is human. There is nothing about Jesus um, missing, nothing unhuman about Jesus. Um, nothing that's true of a human being that isn't true of Jesus. Sometimes people say, well, what about sin? Yeah, sin isn't part of what it means to be a human being. Sin is a corruption of a human being. Um, Adam was made and Eve were made without sin. In heaven will be without sin. Proper humanity isn't <coughs> sinful. Sin is a distortion. So Jesus obviously doesn't have sin, but that doesn't make him less human. It makes him more human in many ways. And so as I've been saying down there on the sheet again, the virgin break, birth breaks the link with Adam. Jesus is a new man, a new Adam. That's why he gets called a second Adam or a last Adam at various points in the New Testament. He's a, a new humanity, really one of us. Said so really descend through Mary. He's not a kind of um, different species or something. But there's a reset. He's holy, sinless. Now, we don't know the mechanics of the conception. Obviously, now, in 2023, we know much more about how pregnancies work and all the rest of it than Luke would have done anyway. Um, But the Bible doesn't get us into the, the, the mechanics of it. Clearly, the Holy Spirit had to create something from nothing. And that's how God always creates, isn't it? Something from nothing. The universe was nothing he creates. Clearly he had to do that because there is no um, seed from, um, from Joseph. Also, we can say, clearly, Jesus doesn't inherit sin from Mary. Don't know how, don't quite know what the Holy Spirit does, but clearly he sanctifies, as it makes, makes sure that the, the human nature formed is a holy one, one without sin. Um, there is mystery there and people have started thinking about it and you you know you start thinking well did he, did he do this did he do that and i think part of the point is there's, there's mystery in the womb of mary at the beginning of jesus life just as much as there's mystery in the tomb at the end of jesus life um how does the resurrection happen what did it if you could if you had a cctv camera in the tomb what did it look like don't know really um, both of them are hidden so it's probably best not to speculate. I think the big message really is, is in the miracle itself. The miracle is the message. Salvation has come down from outside humanity. Okay, it's come from heaven to earth. Salvation, right from the beginning, it's going to be about um, heaven stepping down to earth to lift us up, God coming down into the darkness, not us climbing up into the light. It's going to take a total new start. God's going to have to do something totally miraculous in order to rescue us. So it's not that one really good man arose from among us to rescue us. Rather, God had to come down, restart everything, become one of us and himself lift us uh, up. Let me do one, one last bit and then you can be back in groups and we, uh, we can have questions as well. What does all, all this result in? Um, it means you have a, uh, a person in Jesus who is fully human and fully divine. Everything true of human beings is true of Jesus absolutely everything. Um, Mind, emotions, body, um, spirit, soul, anything that's true of a human being is true of Jesus. And a a classic way, well, the classic way the church, again, right (coughs) across the denominations and centuries and everything, has articulated this, is to say Jesus is one person in two natures. One person. The person is the son of God, the second person of the Trinity, as we thought about last week. He is... The divine Son of God, Jesus pre or Jesus pre existed, um, Jesus as it were. Say, so, the Son of God was was there way before this little baby was born. Okay, I began to exist in 1981. Um, Jesus has always existed. Obviously, he was born in whatever it was, three BC or whatever the historians reckon. So the one person is the Son of God, but as a new thing in 3 BC or whenever he was born. From then onwards, he exists also as a man. He has a fully human nature. The Son of God takes to himself in the incarnation this complete human nature that has been formed by the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit didn't, in Mary's womb, make a complete person. It's not like there was this um, existing being, Jesus, a man, who... God the Son then came and attached himself to. Because that would mean you had two persons. You had the person already in the womb and the person in heaven and the two kind of, I don't know, got stuck together. No, mysterious as it is, Jesus, or rather the Son of God, took to himself a human nature that that wasn't yet a person. There's only one person, that is the Son of God. He is the, the subject, he is the I. Whenever Jesus speaks and says, I'm saying this or I do this, whenever we see him acting it is the son of god doing it you don't have to say sometimes it's man jesus doing it and sometimes it's god jesus there is no man jesus and god jesus who are separate they're just the son of god but now as of the conception now he exists both as god and as man at the same time fully god fully man and that continues of course uh, to this day he never gives up his human nature as we'll probably think about him in a couple of weeks time You'll need some discussion around tables again, but let me pause there for questions, comments, clarifications, all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. It's your chance because you're about to do discussion, see. Great. Going, going, gone. So, back around tables, a couple of verses. So, the first one is uh, uh, just a choose, choose one of part one. And then <laughs> off you go with the rest of them. Okay, let's come back together. Um, I uh, let me just give a brief brief comment on these things. Um, probably not going to have time to do big group discussions. Um, th- those first two are different variations of a sim- of a. Relatively common thing you hear in the Gospels, where it seems that Jesus can't do something or doesn't know something. Sometimes he can't heal. Um, sometimes someone touches him and he doesn't know who touches him. Um, doesn't know in the Mark thirteen, or doesn't know when he's coming back. Um, the Luke two one, he's growing in wisdom, he's sort of getting better and better at being wise. You think, well, that's weird. Um, and some people, let's just take the let's say the second one. Did Jesus really not know when he was coming back? The answer is well. No, he really didn't know when he was coming back according to his human nature. So as a man, he's got a human mind and he doesn't know everything. No human being knows everything. So according to his, according to his human nature, human mind doesn't know everything. If you asked Jesus back then in the Gospels, if if, if Peter had said, who's going to win the rugby semi-final last night, you know, 2023, he wouldn't have known what rugby was. He wouldn't have known as man. Similarly, um, in the Luke one, he's growing in wisdom. When he's three, if you said to him, you know, uh, who was the next judge after Gideon. He probably wouldn't have known. At the same time, you have to say that as God, he did know all things. Because He doesn't. it's not that he toned down his godness when he became man. Okay? They're not a balancing act as if it's sort of, let's just turn down the volume on the God side of things. No, he remains fully God. So according to his divine age, he fully knew because he's got a divine mind. God knows everything. And you say, well, how does that work? How does that work in Jesus' psychology? I don't know. No idea. Um, but both things are true at the same time. Um, there are things that are because he is God and man there are things that are basically totally opposite that are true of Jesus at the same time so the same with uh, where is Jesus now perfectly true to say Jesus sat in heaven 2000 years ago you could say he sat in a boat on Lake Galilee or he's um, in the manger in Bethlehem at the same time he's also filling the whole universe he's omnipresent he's beyond space and time because he's God both things are true at the same time Um, Jesus' soul was not the Holy Spirit, just in case you got onto that one. Jesus had a human soul, human spirit, just like you. He was also full of the Holy Spirit. That's separate, but he was a human being. So he had a real human soul. And the great comfort of all this, well, there's many comforts. It loads and loads of stuff you could talk about why this matters, but just just the the, the Hebrews 4 one um, uh, is a beautiful thought. Um, We do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathise with our weakness but one who in every respect has been tempted or tested as we are, yet without sin. So let us then, with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. It's just an added comfort, an incredible comfort to know that it's not just that God is in heaven, omniscient, knows all things, so he understands us, but also he has come down, become flesh, and walked through the same trials and testings that we walk through and that the, the application of it all is so draw near to him, he understands, he's gentle he can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward in verse 2 we, we, we don't, sometimes we don't deal gently with it, if, if we think someone's wrong on something, we don't deal gently with them we, we need to correct them, you know and, and we will go until they are right um, Jesus is correcting people but he does it gently um, we oh. sin or someone else sins against us and we're not gentle with them, we want but Jesus is gentle with sinners. He has walked through it. He's not excusing the sin, but he's just gentle with it. Gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. He knows the pressures. Never sinned, but he knows, really knows the pressures. Okay, last, any last questions? Because we're done on the incarnation now. Happy? Yes, Josh? Yeah. Um, so, so 2, he, he grew in favour with God, man. Yeah, it's another surprising verse. Things the same thing. It's talking about as man. So you, you can. Um, it's not. It's not just binary. It's human beings. It's not just binary. It's not just perfect, not perfect, sinless, um, sinful. Those things are true, <laughs> but also you can grow in maturity. You can grow. So think of Adam in the Garden of Eden. He's, he's sinless, but he's not yet p- perfect, if you mean sort of as wise and glorified and everything as he could be. Um, so same with Jesus. He was the perfect baby, the perfect two-year-old, the perfect four-year-old, the perfect six-year-old. But as he grows, he gets even wiser, even... So, so it's, because he's really a man, in the same way that you can grow in pleasing God as you get... No, the difference with you is you're getting rid of sin as well. So you've got that battle going on that he doesn't. But you can just get more and more mature, more and more growing graces. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. Sorry, there's another one over here. Uh, I was going to say it just doesn't make sense. You're explaining like it makes sense. That there's two separate... I do if it's two separate natures. Yeah. That it's, it's very separate. Like these split or like yeah, it it um so they're not they're not separate in terms of like existing separately. So it's not like man Jesus is over here and God Jesus is over here, but it, like that he can not know something but yeah. also know something. Yeah, but like not at that time or like not. But he like, does. She, so he He does both know yeah. when he's coming back and not know at the same time. No, if you ask me, how does that work? How, no idea because no one else in the history of everything has ever been two had two natures um, so when, uh, at Christmas when, when you do the read uh, classic Christmas readings, the John one one, you know, um, in the beginning was the word, the words was with God, the word was God uh, it's traditionally introduced with the words St John unfolds the great mystery of the incarnation um, and it, there is a sense of which it just is, it is mystery I, you, you have to say things that are true because God tells us they're true, without me being able to wrap my mind around them. I'm happy with that it, yeah. you know, it doesn't make sense to us as humans, yeah. just that way that you're explaining that, well, it like, <laughs> just doesn't make sense. That it's okay, but, it, it, it's, but you have to affirm true things without being able to fathom them. And you, must, you mustn't sort of, we can't back up. so I, I, it's not okay to say, when someone says, how does Jesus um, not know when he's coming back? I think it's right to give an answer to that he doesn't know because he's a man men, men don't know everything if the, if the person then says that's good yeah he could have run for life if someone then says um, but he's God he knows everything you have to say yeah true so at the same time he did know um, it's just answering but it's just it is mystery it's it, like your hamster doesn't understand you kind of thing it's that kind of level of yeah. mystery um, yeah but that shouldn't make us hold back from fully affirming everything the Bible tells us of you know, fully expressing it um, otherwise, otherwise you just say nothing. You, you, you can't. Yeah. So you go as far as the Bible does, but not 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 further. And we ought to stop because it's getting late. Um, let me pray. Lord Jesus, we don't pretend to understand uh, or fathom your your person. Uh, we pray that you make us those who just live and worship, um, or live for and worship you. And we pray now that you drawn near to us in grace. Thank you that you are. Uh, like us in every way. You understand our weakness. Um, You're gentle with us and say, be kind to us now, little as we deserve it. Be kind to us now as we gather to worship you and fill us with good things, we pray. We ask in your own name. Amen.